0: Can you hear me in your headphones over there? I can hear you. Great. And welcome to another episode of Steph Status Update. I am joined today by Olivia Howell. And Olivia, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us where you are, um, that'd be great.
1: Sure, thank you so much for having me, first of all. So excited to be here. I am sitting in my house in New York, very far from where you are um, and um, <laughs> I own I'm the founder of fresh starts registry yes which is the first ever platform for product recommendations and the experts that you need when you're navigating any major life change so divorce breakup stepping into your truth job change grief um, and we help people celebrate these big life changes with figuring out what products they need Mm -hmm. for the next start in their life and connecting them with the experts to kind of create that hype team to get them into the next, uh, the next section of their life.
0: Excellent. So a lot of what you do is about next steps and people move transitioning from one point in their lives to another, whether it's through circumstances, be it with a partner or otherwise.
1: Yep, absolutely. And we are all about taking the shame away Yeah. Uh, no judgment, and, you know, really honoring the brave decision it makes to change a part of your life.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm going to allow you to wax lyrical on all of that throughout this podcast, (laughs) but we're going to do that and have some fun in the process. Love it. I'm going to get you to talk about movies, but you're going to go first. I'll go with mine and then we'll go back and forth. We'll probably end up doing about five movies in total, but I want to get you to talk about your first choice in movie and how it resonated with you?
1: Okay, first we have Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Where that's on the list? Okay, so man, what a classic, right? So Mrs. Doubtfire, first of all, like Robin Williams, we love him, we miss him. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire came out right around when my own parents were getting divorced and it was the first real depiction I saw of you know a family that was going through the actual divorce process there obviously have been other movies but they were so depressing and this was really the first time we saw a family go through the steps and kind of find their way out the other side yeah which I really loved that was exciting And in terms of the movie i definitely resonated with the daughter the oldest daughter i am an oldest daughter myself (laughs) so uh, lydia who actually the actress is now retired um she's on twitter though because somebody tagged me in her post (laughs) when i said i was talking about this she you know that feeling of being responsible for your siblings and kind of having to navigate through while your parents are figuring out their own shit, right um, you know, as obviously we know the Robin Williams character dresses up as Mrs. Doubtfire. The interesting part about Mrs. Doubtfire is that it takes what a family goes through and really just obviously turns it into this comical farce, but mm-hmm. it, in a lot of ways has a lot of truth, right? So, you know, when your parents are going through a divorce and you're a kid, you do see them as new people. And they do become new people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has to change and grow. Obviously, in this movie, they just, you know, made it, he changed a lot. A
0: lot, yeah. But,
1: uh, a lot. But again, it was so well done, and it really showed how, like, you know, Sally Field going through her own stuff, and she's struggling with the end of the marriage, and how she was the responsible parent, and how she had to, you know, hold everything up, and he got to have fun with the kids, and then it kind of plays into a lot of the uh, dialogue, especially during the pandemic, about mothers yes. doing everything. And once he got dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire, he had to see how much work it was. That was a lot. So, you know, there's so much. And again, it's such a great, funny movie, but it's really deep and it's hard <laughs> too
0: Yeah, because I don't, I don't think people really... When they watch movies, they don't always unpack it as much as, you know, you have with this one. Because I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, you know what? I never really thought about some of that. It comes across when you watch it when you're younger as just this movie about this guy dresses up as as a nanny and (laughs) has some fun, has some hijinks, and then it ends. But you never really get into the nitty gritty of relating it back to yourself and as you are as either a man in that situation or a woman in that situation or even a child in that situation so yeah i think your your point of view of it kind of it's expanded my understanding of the movie just sitting here listening to you talk about
1: it oh thanks yeah i i like to look at i'm a writer at heart so i like to look at kind of the whole story behind the story yeah you know the classic scene of Mrs. Doubtfire when Sally Fields walks in and he's having the house party and singing Jump Around and, you know, imagine being that woman. She worked all day and she's exhausted and then your yes. freaking husband is, you know, making the house a disaster and there's like a horse in the house or whatever it was. You know, you you were going to be pissed. And so the beautiful thing I think about that movie is that they, they do find their own way at the end, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he He gets revealed who he is. And, you know, they do kind of find a new family form. And I think that is really important to remember that family can take any, any form and, you know, you can be divorced and still have a good relationship or, you know, both care about the same things for your children. And um, I think that obviously Robin Williams' range of acting is so stellar. And I think people think of Mrs. Doubtfire as Mrs. Doubtfire, but he also, as the a single father in that movie, is so emotional and mm-hmm. deep and trying his best, and we forget that there's that other side of him in that in yeah. that movie. But it's a class. It really is. I've probably seen it millions of times. That movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who would you say is your favorite character in that movie?
1: So, like, I love the oldest daughter, like I said, but I also I love Sally. I mean, you have to love Sally Fields, yeah. right, as the mom, and you know, we all we all look at her like she's so super uptight but she's also dealing with so much stuff and i think as an adult to look at this movie is very different than to look at it from a child's perspective
0: exactly i know you have a clip and i know we've worked out which clip you, you want to you hear so i'm gonna play that for the audience okay. and give them an idea of what this film kind of is about sure. okay
1: i'm not who you think i am
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: Watch your mouth, young man.
0: Oh, my God. Dad? Yeah. Dad?
1: Yeah, honey.
0: You don't really like wearing that stuff, do you, Dad?
1: Well, some of it's comfortable. No!
0: No. (laughs) It's a
1: pain in the padded ass. This is not a way of life. It's just a job. I don't go to old lady bars or anything like that after work, you know? You know, it's... It's the only way I could see you guys every day. I love that. I mean, that's such a pivotal scene, you know? And again, it goes back to, we don't really know our parents, you know, until we grow up a little bit. And that's really them getting to know him. Obviously it's, you know, much more, but I just love that scene because they, they truly do still adore each other. Yeah. And he loves them and he would, you know, he is trying his best. And I think that that's just what we get from that
0: when i do watch it it's usually over here in the uk we have these movies like christmas time or during the holidays usually and it's on quite early i somehow always manage to pick it up after he's become mrs doubtfire i never catch it <laughs> I, never, I never catch it it's worth it. a watch.
1: it's worth a lot it's good it, and it's so well done and yeah. you know the the whole cast is fantastic but definitely one of my my tops and you know i tend to really feel like the movies about families going through stuff again resonate big time with me um and uh, you know he had his own fresh start in that story and so he certainly did (laughs) he found his way through
0: all right i'm gonna we're gonna move on just um a step to the next movie on our list, which is one of mine, which um, was The Breakfast Club, or is The Breakfast Club. Now, this movie, um, it was made in 85, 1985. Yeah. And if you look at that year for movies, it was massive. It's a massive yeah. year for Hollywood. Um, loads of films coming out. It was directed by John Hughes, which who's one of my favourite directors as well. He's made so many classic movies. Um, but I found that this film... ...and it's cast of characters... It's, ...it's... ...if you've never seen this movie... ...it's... Um, ...it's based on... ...a group of high schoolers... ...who are in detention... ...on a Saturday... ...and... Um, this the teacher... ...I believe it's the teacher... ...not the head teacher... ...but the teacher is... ...I can't remember the guy's name... ...but he... ...keeps them in... ...for the whole day... ...the film... ...as it progresses... ...you get to understand... ...and know that... ...each of these young people... ...are going through... ...different forms of trauma... One kid, he's supposed to be like a criminal. I think he's got um, a wayward father. And another kid, he's got an overbearing father. I think he's into um, wrestling. Yeah. And he's there because of bullying. He's basically bullying another kid. There's another girl who's a bit of an emo. There's another girl okay. who's a bit who's a bit like prim and perfect. And there's a really smart kid. And all of them have all of these different issues and problems, which... None of them know about because they don't, they just see each other from the surface. So they they never really talk or when they're in school, they never really delve into who this person is that I'm walking past or I'm seeing in the corridor every day. And they all get thrown together in this detention on this Saturday and they have to end up having to engage. And Mm -hmm. the movie plays out as obviously it starts with them disliking each other for the reasons of like, they just looking at each other and they, I don't like you because you look like this and I don't like you because you seem like this. But then you finally, towards the end, they begin to make friends, understand where each other are coming from, and each one admits why they're in detention. And some of the reasons are really kind of like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, you're here for what? (laughs) (laughs) And the topics that they cover, things like one of them actually wanted to commit suicide. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the topics in the movie. And then another one, the jock, Played by Emilio Estevez He bullied this kid So badly That he ended up there But when you hear the story Of what he did You're like You really feel sorry for this kid But at the same time You do feel for his character as well Because he begins to Understand that what he did Wasn't great at all And there's one really good scene Towards the end Well near pretty much the end Where they finish detention They all leave But they write a letter For the teacher And that's the clip that I want to play where the teacher's reading their letter. And it's really kind of just a poignant um, moment in the movie as it's ending.
1: Yeah, I love that movie.
0: Here we go Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions but what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal does that answer your question sincerely yours the breakfast club and then you've got um i think his name's judd nelson Yeah. He he walks he walks up at the end, and kind of throws his arms in the air. And I kid you not, years ago I used to walk around sometimes, and if something good happened, I'd throw my hands in the air just. just It's
1: it's such such an important movie, and yeah, yeah, what a year for movies! Like you said, wow.
0: Yeah. it, It was it was big. It was massive. Okay, but this isn't about me. This is your time to shine. This is- I know,
1: I love that movie. It's the year that I was born too. So I always, I always <laughs> love that movie.
0: This is your uh, episode. So I, w- I want to give it back to you and I want you sure. to talk about your, your next film.
1: Yeah, the next movie that had kind of this huge life impact on me was Bye Bye Love, yeah. which is kind of like an unknown movie a little bit with this amazing cast. So essentially... It's about three single dads and kind of how they navigate their post-divorce life. Again, I saw this when I was young. My parents had just gotten divorced and it was this really awesome depiction of like what my life kind of looked like, you know, going to my dad's on the weekends yeah. and, you know, having other friends who have parents who are divorced. But uh, it's a fantastic, it's like a rom-com. It has um, Paul Reiser who was like, the gem of my life love Paul Reiser so much um and Eliza Dushku is his daughter you have Janine Garofalo is in it Matthew Modine it's just like um a fantastic cast and really funny um and it essentially kind of is about actually like a, a radio show about divorce and it kind of all comes back to like the question of like you know, why, again, why is this such a bad thing? Like, why is it sad that there's a divorce if everybody's kind of happy and living their lives in the way that they should be? Yeah. Which is, you know, really important to recognize that I believe, and I think I've learned from my life that divorce is a gift, right? It's, it's a celebration. You get to start over. You get to have a rebirth. And the only failure in life is not honoring your own worth right not honoring yourself i I agree
0: totally agree
1: suffering right because you don't need to suffer when it comes to that stuff so um bye bye love is fantastic and it follows the stories essentially of these three men as they do the weekend pickup at mcdonald's of their children i always say mcdonald's should do like commercials about like the best weekend (laughs) spot for the children um and you know their relationships with their ex-wives the relationships Dating new people and how to navigate, like you know, there's this amazing scene in the movie that um, Matthew Modine is kind of this hotshot. He's supposed to be a very good-looking, like ladies' man, mm-hmm. and he has a little little son and daughter. And then he brings the new girlfriend over, and you know, she wants to make mahi mahi, and it's like the kids are like, "What? Like we're not going to eat this?" You know, and so it's just a classic. <laughs> Like divorced dad, like has no idea what's happening, type of situation. So, absolutely love that movie, and it has a fantastic soundtrack as well.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's just about families, and uh, again, like love, <clears throat> you know, they kind of mix between the comedic and then the emotion. Um, but definitely up there. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of reminds me of like um, Sleepless in Seattle or yes. you know, some of those yes. Tom Hanks movies. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I, we, I know we both tried our best to find, <laughs> to find clips. I haven't, I haven't, I've not seen it. I know all the actors yeah. separately from different things like Randy Quaid. Yeah, um, Randy
1: Quaid is fantastic. Yeah,
0: Rob Reiner, um, Paul Reiser. I, I know those, all of them separately, but I didn't know they all came together and made this movie.
1: You have to see it. Rob Reiner is so good in this. Yeah. He's the radio host. And Randy Quaid, um is like emotional in this because he's like single dad of a little kid and it's like there's actually a heartbreaking scene where he drops his daughter off you know because the weekend is over and she's little and she wants her dad i cry every time i see the movie so definitely watch it if you haven't but yes um it's really hard to find a clip
0: of this movie. i mean I, i managed to find some stuff but none of it was good enough to kind of the audio was pretty bad or I did, yeah. I did get that Randy Quaid was able to be emotional in this movie just from a couple of the scenes that I found yeah. and some of the bits of the trailer. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go away, do my homework and watch it. As we couldn't find an actual scene that you like, I'm going to just play the trailer for everybody just to give sure. them a, a taste of what this film's about.
1: Yeah, I think it explains it well. Yeah. How long do you give him this time? Six months.
0: A year. I think they're gonna make it. For Donnie and his two best friends, life after divorce is more complicated You're okay. than they imagined. It's like the, the old attraction was still there.
1: She had this she had this face. She was like hmm. And parenting is more challenging. Almost everything grandma and grandpa say about daddy is not
0: true. Than they ever expected. We
1: had to return the graduation dress. Made me look fat.
0: You couldn't look fat if you wanted to. How
1: would I want to look fat? You wouldn't. You couldn't.
0: It's a very awkward age for girls. What age is that? 12 through 35. Now, if they can survive the weekends together. Hey, guys. The new American ritual, the Friday night exchange of custody. Their friendship can survive.
1: so good. Paul Reiser. I love Paul Reiser. I mean, I'm a huge Paul Reiser fan. I'm a huge Rob Reiner fan. So, you know, it's on um, Amazon Prime. Go take a watch. But we
0: can't watch it over here
1: oh no no we
0: i looked for i went on amazon prime um video and i had a look and it was there but it says not available in your region
1: oh no i think it's on stars actually i think i had to get stars to get it but yeah i'll have to get you a copy
0: (laughs) man i was i was upset because i finally found it i was on my phone looking on all my streaming services all the apps that i have um, searching for bye bye love and it finally came up and i was like yes I was going to put it on the computer. I was going to grab a scene and it just shut me down.
1: It is so good. If anybody out there hasn't seen it, Janine Graffalo is just a star in this. And yeah. it's it's truly wonderful.
0: Moving on again, we're going to talk about another one of my movies. After that, we're going to end with you. So my next movie is from 1985 again. And it is The Goonies. This one came out, I mean, I, I don't think, because I was about, I think I was about five years old when this movie came out so there was no chance I was watching this first time around Um, I probably watched it maybe a year or two after it came out and I remember watching it on on tv indoors at home with my parents and I was blown away this movie is bonkers because it starts off with this massive car chase through this sleepy coastal town and everyone's sort of like it was too easy to break out of the prison that the jail that they were in, and in the way they escape, they kind of block the police in with a ring of fire, and they end up on this beach where there's this massive race with all these four by fours, and they blend in and get away and get get to their hideout. And it's not a massive action movie, It's just about these kids who are potentially going to have to sell up and move away because a developer is going to build a, I think it's a golf course or something like that on their land and all the families are basically preparing to, 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 to move away. And the kids go up to their attic and they find this map and it's a map to one-eyed with his treasure. But <laughs> the older brother played by um, oh, Josh Brolin, he doesn't want to get involved. He just wants to have a quiet day. He's doing his weights and stuff, he's training. But the other boys, they tie him up, <laughs> they tie him up and basically run away. And um, it's really funny the way that this hire map, run away and they go off in search of the treasure and then they get into all these hijinks and crazy adventures along the way. And it turns out the map is for real and the treasure is for real. And um, there's one point in the movie that kind of stands out for me because it reminds me of my brother, the kind of thing that he would do and say. So if he was wanting to get into some kind of trouble, he'd talk us all into it. I find that Mikey resembles my brother a lot in that. And um, I've got this clip. It's really short, but I play it. It's, it's basically Mikey talking the other guys into going to the, the hideout, which is actually being occupied at the time by the bank robbers who broke out somebody out of prison in the, in the beginning of the movie. So they're all scared. But Mikey's like, no, 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 let's do this. So. Here you gotta have a listen.
1: Mikey, Mikey, come on! Our parents are worried. It's dinner time. Yeah. Why don't we go home? Home? Why home? In a couple more hours, it ain't gonna be home anymore. Come on, guys! This is our time, our last chance to see if there really is any rich
0: stuff. We got to. And um, pretty much after that everything just kind of kind of goes sort of downhill but in a good way and then the move the movie really kicks into high gear when they get into all the tunnels and there's all these traps and I love the soundtrack but the story was by Steven Spielberg and you can really feel Steven Spielberg writing in this film so it was one of yeah like I said it was one of my one of my favorite ones I mean I still watch it to this day Still
1: it, it holds up, it does hold oh, up yeah. I watched recently with my kids It definitely holds up
0: So I'm not going to take up any more of, of your time I'm going to let you get back to Your movies So this, is, this will be your last one
1: It's okay. This is my favorite movie of all time. So I love to talk about it. It's a Nora Ephron movie. She wrote the book. It's semi autobiographical. And the movie was uh, Mike Nichols directed it. He obviously did the, the graduate. I mean, it's Mike Nichols. He's like, amazing so heartburn if you follow me on any social media platform you know i talk about this movie probably once a week (laughs) i've seen it probably a million times and every time i see it i get something new out of it um heartburn is the story of rachel Samstadt. she is a writer she is pretty skeptical about love and marriage and she ends up meeting this man jack nicholson so Mm -hmm. meryl streep is rachel with meryl streep is amazing in this role she meets jack nicholson mark foreman who's based on nora afron's actual ex-husband and they fall madly in love and they have a child and they have a marriage and things are not quite what they seem as sometimes that happens and it's kind of about the dissolving of their relationship over time and how she comes to figure out that he is not being so honest with her about certain things this movie has um i would say it's one of those movies that talks least but says most right so it has the dot every single element of the dialogue is perfectly well said and done but there's so much acting that there, you know their communication between them the physical communication, the glances that they make at each other. It's just so well done. And I absolutely love this movie. It's about marriage. It's about trust. It's about relationships. But Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep, to me, this is their best roles that they've ever had. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. It's fantastic.
0: I will. I will, I will definitely go see it. I haven't seen it, I admit. Um, I've done my research on it I, knew, I know what year it was made and yep. who directed it I know the names of all the characters but yes. that's about as far as my knowledge goes Yes,
1: and you have the famous Catherine O'Hara which I know the clip that we have is um, I guess I'll just lead up to the so the clip that we, we pulled is one of my favourites it's at the way end of the movie after Meryl Streep has kind of just been through it with him and she realises what's going on Um, You have Stalker Channing is one of her best friends who is such an underrated actress. I mean, we know her from Greece, but she's amazing. Um, And then Catherine O'Hara is kind of this busybody through the movie, which, you know, again, it's set in Washington, DC and kind of about the political goings on between the people. And she plays this character, Betty, who kind of gives the gossip. And, um, you know, eventually the gossip becomes about Rachel's own husband Ouch. and um, so that's what the, the clip we pulled here is Rachel kind of realizing what's going on.
0: I, okay It's possible <laughs>
1: It is possible to is it possible Well to love someone so much or to think that you Want to love them so much that you just don't even see anything You, know, you, you decide to love And you decide to trust him and you're in the marriage and. You're in the. You're in the day to dayness of the marriage and. You sort of notice that things are not the way they were, but it's a. It's a. A a, a distant bell. And then when things do turn out to have been wrong, it's not that you knew all along. It was just that you were. I somewhere else. I mean. You'd have to be living in a dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so good. Definitely, definitely see it. Um, I could talk about it forever. But also the book is fantastic if you ever need something to read. And yeah, um, it has recipes in the book, which, you know, kind of correspond okay. with the story, which is really fun. But truly my favorite movie of all time.
0: Okay. So we, we've got through that really quickly. I'm just looking at, it's not even been half an hour well
1: i talk i'm from new york i talk quickly
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think we're just super efficient so that that is that is it but is there is there anything you want to talk about or tell us about your work and you're doing anything extra anything new in the pipeline
1: yeah that's a great question so my background my first business is social media management and marketing yeah So my passion really lies in um, helping small businesses market themselves via social media. And with Fresh Starts Registry, we are always looking for new experts. We are global because a lot of this work is done virtually, right? So life coaches, empowerment coaches, trauma coaches, grief coaches, you could work with somebody across the world from you. So we're always looking for new experts. If you are if you are somebody that feels like you know you can support people through a life change, please reach out, apply to be an expert. Um, essentially, you know, when you apply to be an expert, we're looking for somebody that can help people through any any life transition and that believes that we're celebrating these life transitions. No shame, no judgment. All about inclusivity and all across the board. And when you're an expert, we support you so that you can support your clients because we understand what it's like to run a small business. We've worked with hundreds of small businesses. So we also offer Zoom classes on social media management. We offer um, our social media courses and classes and a lot of social media promotions. So it's a really great time to come on board as an expert we are blowing up by the day we were just in the New York Post last week. Um, wow. we're, we're kind of like all over the place. So uh, we're really excited to kind of change the narrative about life changes and new beginnings and fresh starts and take away any form of shame. You know, just like Robin Williams had no shame putting mm-hmm. those clothes on. We are all about no shame. Um <laughs> so you know i'm i'm just really passionate about that and i'm i loved talking about movies so thank you so much for having me on this was super but fun
0: it's been fun for me too but i'm what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna grab all of your details um and when i go to publish the episode i'm gonna put your um notes and stuff in your description into the episode description So people can click on your your links, people can understand about what you do some more, they can listen to the podcast, catch catch this little conversation, but I want to make sure that anything that um, you're doing, even if it's going forward, if you've got any new stuff, I'll update the episode description just in case you can come back to me. Yeah,
1: Amazing, I'm so excited and I love talking about movies, so anytime, um, you know, especially like 1985 is my year so Goonies Breakfast Club (laughs) love those choices they're such classics um and like such good music across the board too like all of those I mean the Breakfast Club like that soundtrack is phenomenal so good choices um but thank you for having me on this was so fun
0: thank you for coming thank you for taking the time out I do appreciate you
1: thank you so much